There will be peace in the 
King Crooner. <laughs> I like to croon around the house every once in a while. My wife doesn't like me to croon. All right, well, welcome everybody. It's good to have everybody here. We're going to try something a little different tonight with the music selection. Um, I've got some piano playing on my phone, and uh, we're going to accompany the piano with our, our get fiddles and the bass. And uh, hopefully we can all sing. Now, because the piano playing is on the phone, it's not the style that Barbara plays. Uh, it's more um, straightforward without the rinky tink. So we have to. Walk in pepper. That's right. Be, be right. I don't have this on right now, do you, okay? Okay. All right. So, all right, before we go any further, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. There's something to take this thing off my neck. Does anybody have anybody they would like to add to the prayer list? Miss Vera this morning uh, talked about her friend Elmer having the heart transplant. He's doing better. So praise God for that. Heart transplant. Anybody have anybody they would like to add? No? Our son in law is doing real good, Richie, after his uh, right hip surgery. Amen. And uh, maybe you ought to go up and uh, maybe we can get you a pump with his doctor. VA would send me up there, I'd go there in a heartbeat. <laughs> we got a place you can stay. <laughs> I mean, I come back though, Mom. You may have the house to yourself. <laughs> I jump over to Ohio and go see Preacher Carter. Oh, yeah. Bob. It wouldn't be too far away. Yeah. Maybe a couple hundred miles. That's oh. right. I get up and see everybody while I'm up there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anybody have anybody else they'd like to pray for? No, I got a grandson in prison. I pray for him every day. Avery? He, he needs it, yeah. How is uh, Chris? Chris is doing well. I mean, yeah, leaps and bounds from where he was. Uh, Pam posted the other day that he was talking to her and asking her questions and telling her that he's coming home. And so, I mean, his, his, his brain's misfiring a little bit in, in that it, you know, it doesn't make sense always in the same sentence that he's speaking. But he's got his faculties and he's, he's getting there. Uh, a lot better than what they said he would be. So that's right. He's in rehab. That's right. He's in rehab, so he, he, he'll get there. And I believe that God's going to put somebody in his path, a Christian, to help him with his walk. So, Amen to that. And then he's going to be used for God's glory. Um, they, and, I know Debbie when she made the rehab over there in Flagler, she progressed it real fast. She well, come from, couldn't say nothing until she was talking. Really? Well, you know, from a couple, you know, six weeks ago, they were saying that. It's dire and it doesn't look good. And now he's in rehab, talking and learning stuff again. So uh, I don't, I, you know, doctors are good, but they don't know everything. And uh, I know God, so we'll, we'll rest on Him. So all right, how's June doing? She's doing well. Good. Right now she's doing Cut and dry. She's doing well. All right. She's doing real good. Dave's at church. She has trouble with his finances. It's just the dust in the carpet. Really? Yeah, it gets it, it's, Yeah. Hmm. Later, we need this rug pulled up. I'm going to fly All right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think, well, I'm not going sure it is. All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer then. Um, remember our country and uh, the president. And I voted early this week, so y'all get out and vote. Make sure you do your research and get out there and vote. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we bow before you this Wednesday evening, Lord, praising your holy name, for you are mighty, Father. You are a strong tower. You are a fortress. And you are who we uh, seek uh, in good times and in bad, Lord, for we know where our blessings flow from. We know who our comforter is. And we are so, so blessed and so thankful, Lord, that you uh, have saved us. You have redeemed us with the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Uh, Father, be with us tonight. Those that are here in the uh, church building, Father, those who are watching online and cannot be with us for whatever the reason is, Father, we just pray that you'll touch each and everyone's heart tonight, uh, wherever they're listening, and, and just uh, enrich their lives, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Uh, make them bold servants for Christ that they will go out and be doers of the word, preachers of the gospel to everyone they come in contact with. Fill us up tonight, Lord, as we sing praises and honor to you. And glorify your holy name, Father, on this Wednesday. We ask that you uh, present yourself unto us, that we lean on your wisdom tonight for the word that you've given me to preach and proclaim your truth in this house and unto the world, Lord. We pray for everyone this evening that's on our prayer list, as, as we always do daily, Lord, lifting them up to you. You know every one of them. You know them by name. You know their every flaw that can be on them, Lord, and every ailment. So, Father, we just pray that uh, you work a, a good work in their life to, to, uh, to, to bring uh, about change for a good to them, Lord, for your glory, honor, and praise. And you give unto them according to their needs uh, for your riches and your glory and your grace and mercy in their lives and your love, your undying love for them, Father. We just praise you and thank you for the works you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles that you're working in uh, uh, Chris Dean's life. And uh, all those that are on our prayer list, Lord, we're not limiting anything. Uh, Lord, we pray for Avery. Uh, you know the situation with him. Lord, keep working good work through him. And it doesn't matter where he is. It doesn't matter what he's doing, Father. It matters uh, where his heart is. And we just pray that you'll continue to do a good work in him and work his heart, helping him draw nigh to you so you'll draw nigh to him, Father. Uh, let him be a witness where he is. Father, we pray uh, and just give you thanks for Elmer. Father, as Vera was there for that family, we praise you and thank you for her, and we thank you that you have uh, you have uh, elected, Lord, to, to spare his life and, and restore his health, Lord, back in his home with his wife. And Father, we pray for this nation. As we go through turmoil, we see the, the riots and the uprising and the changing of attitudes, the countenance of, of people, our brothers and sisters in the streets have changed, and uh, they're rioting and turning upside down the United States. Uh, talking about change, Father, but the only change that is necessary is the change in their hearts. And we Amen. pray, Lord, that you'll work. Uh, draw them to you, Father. Present the Holy Spirit in front of them. They cannot deny that they, they will see your glory, your honor, and they will know Jesus Christ as the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to heaven, and repent from their wickedness. Because that's the only way things are going to change, Lord. I can't change it. The people in this church can't change it. The government can't change it. The Holy Spirit can change it. Amen. You, Father, can change it. We just pray, Lord, uh, that it be your will to change their hearts, to present yourself to them in such a fashion that they will not turn away, that they will bow down and, and repent and ask forgiveness and seek, Lord, to live for you, be a changed person, off with the old and on with the new. Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for those gathered. We ask you to uh, make us a blessing so that we can bless other people as we sing songs to you and preach your word this evening, Lord. We give you praise, thanksgiving, and as always, in Christ Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's turn. We're going to do this Love Lifted Me on page 14. 
Um, that's going to be the key of A. Little, little Red Book, Love Lifted Me. And if you hear me stop playing, that's because I don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, that's all right. You all right? Yeah. Now, follow along. We're doing all three verses, but how many verses are there? Three. All three verses, by the way. Eight. <laughs> Mercy and His grace, 
<laughs> it's hard to get good help, man. You better with your guitar. That's horrible. I hope you're not paying him. No, but I do. I do have a way around that. Oh my goodness! All right, well. You'll have to admit we have lots of fun at church. Well, praise God, right? Amen. Who Make said a joyful that? noise. That's right. Amen. Joyful noise. How about uh, how about one fifty-five? One. Yeah, how bad we can kill that one. We ain't going to kill this one. How, how bad can you make this one? Uh, I mean, it's so cheesy. You're the one that told me what key it was in. Um, F. I don't remember. Yeah, F. F and, matter of fact, a lot of them are in F. Are we doing all three? All three, because that's a, this guy only knows how to play everything that's on the music. Oh, it's a guy. That's why it's bad. What's the name of that song? Where could, Where could I, go? I go? Where could I go? All right. Woo!
up until time of grief. Maybe do a double dip on that. Uh, <laughs> how about page 126? Now, this one's really slow. Yeah. And Barbara was here, Howard was saying, I'll make this one drag. And I believe he's going to make this one drag on here. Uh, page 126. You're sure about that? Huh? I'm not sure. I'm absolutely. All four words? I listen to these all day today, and then I come here acting like I never heard them before. So, uh, are we doing all four? We are doing all four. In the key of. And it's in the key of D, and there's a key change. The key E. Just be listening for it, because I don't know where it's coming. I have no idea. Uh, at the cross. But it's real slow. I think. Watch it be really fast. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and it's not in alphabetical order, so give me a minute. Um, <clears throat> that's what somebody needs to write YouTube tell them when you make a, a library, you need to be able to put them in alphabetical order. I hope this is the one that you think it is, Richie.
personal tonight but uh pray pray i or some of you knew already but pray for my neighbor and my family because that there's there was the second line of that song we don't ever sing and it said about our neighbors it said something about our you know well, we have good neighbors and right now we don't have good neighbors um Only on one side. yeah on one side we got kind of tilted a little bit but anyway uh pray for him pray for us that nothing gets carried away we had to call the law on him, and we don't think he's real happy. But anyway, he may not be. I don't know. We'll see. Love. Love your neighbors. All right, here we go. Um, tonight, if you have your Bibles, please turn to James chapter 4. And as I promised this morning, if you're at Bible study, I said I'm going to attempt to um, preach from one verse. But if you know me, you know that's not really true. I'm going to start with one verse, and then we're going to go all over the place, I think. That's right. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, seven verses instead of just reading one verse, but I'm going to use that one verse as a jumping off point. James chapter 4, picking up in verse 1, says, from whence, uh, from whence comes wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war... Yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And that is my jumping off point. Chapter, uh, verse 7, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I don't know if you've ever examined that verse, how I'm fixing to examine it. But I came up with a message off that verse called no trespassing and it's funny because I have a neighbor but um anyway no trespassing is my message tonight on any given day 
you could check the news. You could go online, Google it. Uh, any any news source that you want to want to go check out on any given day, you're going to find some. There was an arrest made because somebody went somewhere they shouldn't have gone because they didn't belong there, and they took it upon themselves to get on somebody else's property or take somebody's possessions that did not belong to them. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of prominent people in the world, a lot of rich people, a lot of wealthy people, a lot of dignitaries right now, even in the government, that are starting to say that they don't like people coming on the property. Uh, they supported it until people started coming to their property, and now they're very unhappy about it, and they got these signs, no trespassing. Um, I want to tell you a story. I've probably told you this before. Maybe I have. I don't know. But um, I had a, an issue in Oklahoma a long time ago when DJ was just a little tyke. And um, I came home and uh, to get some lunch from work, and I came through my garage door entrance into my house. So I opened up the garage door electrically, you know, electronically, and walked through my garage door, left my garage door open. I went in and made myself uh, like macaroni and cheese or something, and I was sitting down eating my lunch, and I'm looking out the window, and lo and behold, I heard heard a, a, a loud, it sounded like a motorcycle, but it was like a Dodge Neon with those pipes. Um, more money in the pipes than was in the car. But anyway, um, I could hear somebody slowing down by the house, so I just peek out my door, and I could see that the driver and the passenger are looking towards my garage. And I'm like, I don't, that don't seem right. Why are they looking over there? And next thing I know, they whip around in a cul-de-sac, and they come back by, and the passenger door opens up, towards my driveway and guy gets out and he starts running towards my garage I mean that's that's dumb he shouldn't do that so um, I started coming out the he didn't know that I was watching him so I started coming out my front door which is adjacent to the garage door so by the time he 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 had my gas can full of gas it was next to my lawnmower in his hand and he starts running and he sees me and I'm running after him but silly me I still got my macaroni in my hand and I tried to, I tried to get this guy. I managed to grab his foot, but I got like a foot to the face in the process because I'm diving to grab him. Anyway, he got away with my gas can. They got, he got into the Dodge Neon, Dodge Neon, drove down the road, and I'm cutting across people's yards, running, trying to get to him, and people thought I was crazy. But I called the police. That's what you do when you get robbed, right? You call the police. Police show up about two hours later because they're not in a hurry. And they get there, and I explain to them what happened, and their response was, what do you want us to do? Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? What do I, want? I want you to do your job. I'd like you to track this guy down. I got his license plate. I know, I know what he drives. I know that they're just young kids, teenagers, maybe late teens, early 20s. Um, so do your job. Get my gas can back. And maybe scare the kids in the process so they don't do this anymore. And the officer's like, well, it's your fault. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, you invited them in. You left your garage door wide open, and there's stuff just sitting there for them to look upon and just desire to have. And they were serious. The cops were serious. Lawton Police Department, Lawton, Oklahoma. I'd be shaming yourself. Anyway, they were dead serious. Um, because here I am thinking that if something belongs to somebody else, you leave it alone. You don't mess with it. It shouldn't. I shouldn't have to do anything different. But they told me it is the owner's responsibility to ensure that the doors are not only closed, but they are locked because it's the homeowner's responsibility to make sure they don't get stolen from. And that was crazy. So I asked them, I'm like, are you going to go locate these people? I gave you their, their, their uh, tag number. And they're like, no, we're not. So I went and found them. And uh, I waited out. Yeah, that's right. I, I, oh, was it? 
Oh, oh yeah, I should have. I should have. Um, but I went and found them, and uh, I parked my car in their driveway so that they couldn't pull out, and they wouldn't come outside. And so I called the police and told them where I was and that I was going to get my gas can back when we're at the other, and they better hurry up. Um, they came, and then they wanted to arrest me. They were, they were mad at me. But I got my gas can back, and the grandma was upset because the, the officers that responded said, told the grandmother that when they ran the tag that the car came back to her. So her car was involved in a theft, so she could be liable. So when grandma found out, yeah, she grabbed them by the ear and made them bring the gas can full back and apologize, which is good. Good for grandmas. Yay for grandmas. But my whole point is about the story is that um, what the officer said is true, but not necessarily true from a physical standpoint. It's true from a spiritual standpoint. We're supposed to close our doors and lock them when we come to know Christ. I, I still have the message embedded in my head that Brother Chad preached when he was here. Uh, he preached a couple of them, and I have them both in, in my head. But um, we've left our doors open and our windows open. A lot of people have. In this, in this respect, talking about uh, uh, verse 7, I, and you're going to say, how did you get to this? And I'm going to tell you in a second. But uh, from that jumping off point and that garage door story I was telling you about, it reminded me a little bit of what Chad was talking about. And that there are some people that, uh, and I talk about it all the time because I was one of them for the longest time. You, you confess Christ, you say you're saved, you come to Christ, and then you continue to live like the rest of the world. You didn't close your door when you came to Christ. You left it wide open and um, continue to do, run with the world. And when you leave your door wide open in the spiritual realm, let me tell you something, the devil and his demons will jump through that door and kill, steal, and destroy all day long. If you allow them to, they will. That's right. Well, let's talk about this for a minute. I'm going to break this whole verse down. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but have we submitted, and this goes to people that are listening at home too, but have we submitted to his authority? Have we submitted to his lordship in our lives? And I've heard messages preached like that when I was a young guy and young kid, and I thought, well, how can he be your Savior if he's not your Lord? How can he be your Lord if he's not your King? But then I lived my life, and I knew full well. We made him king, but is he king of your soul? Well, you say he is, but our actions say otherwise. Your mouth says one thing. I remember that was a saying when I was a kid. Um, you get in a little scuffle with somebody in, in the high school, and you'd say something to him, and then a guy would come back and goes, that's what your mouth say. You're, you're doing something else. That's what your mouth say. And exactly, we as Christians, we say a lot with our mouths, but say a lot differently with our attitudes and by the way we present ourselves, the way we behave. But here James says, submit yourselves to God. Merriam-Webster, you know me, I like to define things, so we're going to define some things tonight. Merriam-Webster says, submit means to yield to governance or authority. That's what it means, yield to governance or authority or to subject, to be a subject to a condition, treatment, or operation. Um, he also, it also says to yield oneself to the authority or will of another. And check this out. It says surrender, which somebody told me two weeks ago that 
they, they could never surrender to the Lord because they were never enemies with the Lord. But you're not reading the same Bible I'm reading because if you're not walking with Christ, you are an enemy to the Lord. You're an enmity. That's what the Bible says. Verse 4 says, Ye adulterers, adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You're the enemy. So how are you walking? Surrender. It means to surrender, submit, surrender, give up. You don't have to walk with the world anymore. And it's hard for, for you know, I had many, many, many people that were devout Christians, good, strong brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ, that when I was walking with the world, they'd come to me and say, hey, don't do that. You believe in Christ. You, you profess Christianity. You say you're saved. Why are you walking this way? And, of course, being a proud individual I am, or I was, I'd get mad. Get away from me. You can't judge me. Get away from me. Only Jesus can judge me. Yeah, I was one of them. And I would continue to live my life just like the rest of the world. That's bad. Leaving your door wide open. That's what your mouth say. We are to be submissive to God. So who is God? Who is God? God's the Father, God's the Son, and God's the Holy Spirit. That's right. Ephesians 4.30 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? When the Holy Spirit is convicting you of something, and you don't hinder to it, you do not obey it. When you do not obey him, I don't mean to say it. When you do not obey him, and what he's put on your heart, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. And that's why you feel terrible. Everybody knows that feeling. What does it mean to submit to God? Well, it means this. Submit to Jesus. To submit to God, you've got to submit to Jesus as the truth, the way, and the life. And where do we find the truth? We find it in the Bible. That's right. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a broken record here, especially after following Dr. Travis the other night. But John 1.1 1, 1 says it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then 114 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and what? Truth. Grace and truth. So where is the truth? The truth's right here. Who's the word? Jesus is the word. Where is the word? The word's right here. The word's in my heart. The word's in writing. Right here. That's right. So we have the truth. We are supposed to be submissive to God. We are supposed to be submissive to his authority. And the authority is in his word. That's what we're supposed to be submissive to. It's hard to submit to the truth when we don't know it. But there's many, many people that do not know the truth. The only verses they know is Matthew 7, 1. That's it. They don't know anything else. They know John 3, 16 and Matthew 7, 1. That's it. We don't know anything else. That's right. The truth is not relevant. Why don't they know the truth? Why do they not study the truth? Because they don't want to know the truth. They don't want to be convicted of the truth. They don't want to stop doing what they're doing. They want to continue to walk with the world. And what does verse 4 say? Ye adulterers and adulteresses. This is for everybody. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 
I don't you cannot say that verse enough and try to pound it in. I wish somebody would have told me that a thousand times every day when I was running the way I was running. I wish somebody would have been uh, strong enough and bold enough to come to me and just grab me and say, Richie, read this. You say you believe in Jesus. You say you believe his word. Read it. But we got too many people running around saying they're saved, they're Christians, but yet they're at the bar every night when it comes to 5 o'clock. On Sunday, they can't get up in the morning because they had a Saturday night all-nighter. They can't come to church because they've made that, that getaway for that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm not telling you don't have a vacation. Have a vacation. You need a vacation. I need a vacation. I'm getting ready to take one. Hallelujah. I think we're all getting ready to take one. But, like I said this morning, if you are in your house, you're not out of town, if you're in your house and this church is open, I believe you should be at church. And people are like, you're, you're a legalist. Okay, amen. Come talk to me about it. I will gladly talk to you about it. That's right. You need more people to be in your life shaking you up. It's hard to submit to the truth when we don't know it and we're avoiding the truth on purpose because we don't want to know it. We want to, we want to say that we're receiving all the benefits of being a Christian, of knowing Christ, of being saved by grace because it's, I'm saved by grace. God loves me so much. He doesn't care what I do. Baloney, read his word. He gives you directions. You are saved by grace. He does love you, but he's telling you what to do and what not to do. We must study the scriptures and meditate on them. Study yourself to so study the word to show yourself approved. A workman need not be ashamed. But we don't. And I say we, I'm using it as a general statement. I don't mean the people that are here. Oh. Brother Howard said, never mind, I don't want to say what Brother Howard said. Anyway, if the shoe fits, right? That's right. Second Timothy 3.16, we looked it up the other day in, in um in uh, Sunday school, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, which we're going through that in Sunday school, for reproof, for correction, those of you who like to tout Matthew 7.1, and for instruction in righteousness. You shouldn't have to have somebody come tell you what's in the scriptures. You should know what's in the scriptures. If you say, I'm a Christian, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm saved by grace, by the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, he gave himself for me and I know I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, then why are you not doing what he said to do? That's a crying shame. Submitting to God means you accept the scriptures as the word of God, that you seek to obey the words written in the Bible. You seek to obey the words that are in the Bible. And then you turn around and you seek to share what you know. You seek to share the gospel. The gospel is the easiest thing in the world. And Jesus gave us all a commandment. He said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's Matthew 16, 15. To every creature. Well, who is he telling that to? He's telling that to you and to me, every believer in Christ. All of us. It means, submitting to God means that if you're, you're, you should be throwing off the old and putting on the new. 
We talk about this all the time. I'm going through a study online with a, with a, with a pastor right now on Ephesians, and he's outlining things that, that I have, and I, I, I love to pick the Bible apart and, and dissect, and, and this guy is, is making me look like chopped liver. He, I mean, I didn't know you could take the word the and break it into like 20 different parts, but he, he does a pretty good job of it. But Ephesians 4, 21 through 24 says, if so be that ye have heard him, talking, you've heard Jesus, right? You've heard about it, right? And have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Take off the old, you put on the new. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know, Paul talks about dying daily. I know exactly what he's talking about. That old man will flare up just like when I'm talking to my neighbor the other day. And my neighbor made a derogatory comment to my wife. He can make them to me all day. And I, I'm good. I'll just keep going about my business. And he made a derogatory comment to my wife and about my wife. And I told him to shut his mouth. I said, don't you ever talk to my wife. Keep your mouth shut. And then his response was, why don't you come do something about it? And boy, <laughs> Holy Spirit was grabbing Holt, grabbing a Holt, like easy boy, calm down. Hips started feeling good. Hips started feeling pretty good right then. I was like, but you put off the old man and you put on the new. And you know what I did? I went in my little hot box and I prayed for him. And I prayed for me, but I prayed for him too. Let me ask you, have you given your life fully to the Lord? Have you put off the old and put on the new, and are you doing it daily? Is everything that you have spiritually, does it belong to him? Is it his? Have you pulled the garage door down, and have you locked the world out? Or are you still showing that little gas can to the world, inviting somebody to come in? Because the devil will come. 4-7 says, James 4, 7 says, resist the devil. James tells us to resist the devil. Listen to this. Don't give the devil a foothold. If you give him a foothold, he's going to do what he is designed to do. That's right. He's going to come in. He's going to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the enemy does. And they're not just going to come in and take a gas can. They're going to come in. They're going to camp out in your life. When you accept Christ, you close the door to the world. You have to turn away from worldly desires. If you do not, the devil's going to use every worldly desire that you desire against you. Let's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step away from this for a second. I just want to tell you something. Can you hear me still? All right. If, if you, and I, I'm, not, I'm getting personal with whoever's watching, if you have a problem with pornography and you're hanging out in places where you know that type of stuff is going to be. Or if you're secretly going to a, 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 a closed off place where nobody's around and you're looking online at stuff you know you shouldn't be looking at, what do you think is going to happen? If you have a problem with drinking, why would you be at the bar? Why would you have a beer in your hand? Why would you have Jack Daniels in your house if you have a problem 
with alcohol, if you have a problem with drugs, why would you still hang around the druggies? I've heard this by, by people who profess Christ. Well, those are my people. Are they? You better bring them up to where you are and get out of that. Get out amongst your kindred and go to the land that I will show you. You know what? He shows us every day that we should be leaving and going somewhere else, but we want to stay. We want to stay right where we are. Well, I got saved. God saved me, but I'm going to camp out right where I was when he saved me, and I refuse to change. I had a man tell me not too long ago that I love dearly. He goes, I ain't changing. I am not changing. I love the Lord, but I am not changing. This is who I am. Brother? That's right. That's right. You can't do it. You cannot do it. When you repent, you accept the authority of God. You say, I'm going to follow Jesus. It's, well, I said it last Sunday. It's not an emotional response to anything. You know, I love coming to this church, especially if, if, if Barbara and Howard aren't up here singing. You're not going to have a very emotional response to the playing of the music that I got for you. Okay, you're not going to have that. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you come to know the Lord, it shouldn't be about the music played. It shouldn't be about any emotional response. It should be about the heart that you know the truth and you're going to choose to follow Christ. It's a decision that you make. Now, do I get emotionally charged? Yes, absolutely I do. I love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind. Do I fall short? Absolutely. But I'm keeping my mind just like Isaiah 26, 3 says. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind has stayed on the Lord, for he trusteth in me. Look, I trust in the Lord, and I try to keep my mind stayed on him. And I preached on this, or I might have taught Sunday school on it one time. The easiest way to keep yourself, keep your mind stayed on God, is every time that you're tempted, you say, nope, and you put your eyes back on Jesus. You know when you're being tempted. You know when your garage door is open. Shut it. Shut the garage door. Nope, not today. And you put it down and you put your eyes back on Jesus. I forgot where I was now, but it's no big deal. 1 Corinthians 6.20, For ye are bought with a price. Man. These are powerful words. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are whose? God's. They are God's. They're not yours. How can you continue to live in the flesh when you said that you're born again in spirit? You cannot. You're no longer your own. And I'm going to tell you this. When you get to heaven, the answer I didn't know is not going to be good enough. Whether you're standing at the judgment seat of Christ or whether you're standing in a great white throne of judgment, I didn't know is not going to be good enough because you did know. It's right, it's right in front of your nose. Pick it up. The truth is right there. We're in the age of grace, but the age of grace is soon going to pass, and then where are you going to be? We talk about it all the time. There's only two places. You're either going to be with the Lord forever are you going to be in the lake of fire forever? There is no other option. There is no purgatory. There is no medium ground. There is no deep sleep. There is eternal damnation or there is eternal glory. Yeah. 
That's right. Look, that's right. We talk about these addictions that people have, and they say, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an addict. It's a disease. Look, I know about addiction. Don't tell me it's a disease. It's not. It's a choice. It's a decision you're making. You're weak-minded, and I don't care if you get mad. You're weak-minded, and that's not, look, you need to come to terms with this. You're weak-minded, and you're giving in to your fleshly desire, and you're letting off the hook. You're getting off the hook because somebody tells you it's a disease. Baloney. Put your eyes back on Jesus. Put them back on Jesus. All right, I'm going to cut to the chase because we're, we're way out of time. That's right. You've got, look, if you're going to be addicted to something, get addicted to Christ. Look, I'm addicted. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm addicted to this. I, I'm, I'm going to sound like a freak. And I heard somebody say this the other day, and I thought I was the only one that did it. But I like the smell of a Bible. I do. I do. I, I thought I was the only one that did it. And somebody else said that the other day. I'm like, okay, I'm not a freak. Or maybe we're just two freaks. I don't know. But I do. When, when, you get a, when you get a new Bible, that smell of a new Bible, man. But then, you know, and I have it on my own. I don't even know what to do with it. I have it on my own. Oh, it's up there. I have it on my phone, so I always have the app with me that I can. But there's something about having the Word of God in my hands and flipping through the pages and reading His Word and just spending alone time with Him. I'm addicted to that. I'll sit in that little hot box and sweat for hours digging and coloring and like connecting dots. I think I got a couple pictures drawn in. I'm not sure, but there's a whole lot of stuff. But I love it. And I, I'm addicted to that. Jesus has taken the place of cigarette smokes. He's taken the place of Copenhagen. He's taken the place of me wanting to drink uh, Jack Daniels. He's taken the place of me wanting to hang out in places I shouldn't be. And why? Because I closed the door. I closed the door. We should all be closing the door. And I've had people that know me all my life. They're like, well, you flipped out on us. You, you like went all holy roller. <laughs> hey, amen. Praise God. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I would rather die up here preaching God's word than be out there in the street doing something I shouldn't be doing. Praise God for that. Then Jesus said, John 8, 31 through 32, Jesus, then, then Jesus said to those which, man, I got to slow down. Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, listen, if you continue in my word, this is Jesus talking, then ye are my disciples indeed. Some of us ain't continuing the word because some of us never got in the word. And then he says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Boy, I tell you, a lot of y'all live in a lie because you don't want to know the truth. And that's right. It says to resist the devil, continue in God's word. The truth shall make you free. When you got saved, you were set free from bondage. Being then made free from sin, you became what? The servants of righteousness. That's what Paul says. The servants of righteousness. I no longer am a servant to sin. I'm a servant to righteousness. I'm a slave to God and a willful slave to God. I am a servant of the Most High. Praise God. Can God lie? No. But his word says the devil will flee. Listen to that. His word says if you resist the devil, the devil will flee. Verse 4, 7, uh, chapter 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Very short verse. God doesn't lie. This is the, the word of God, the infallible, inerrant 
God-breathed word of God telling you if you resist this, he will flee. And I'm, I got a whole bunch of notes, but I'm, I'm going to leave them aside. Listen, we talked about this, uh, I think, this morning. The, um, the, the, the uh, uh, I forget the word I'm looking for. The possessed man, the, the, the lunatic, the, pre- the, the, I'm forgetting the word, man. The um, possessed man that Jesus came, and he had the legion in him, okay? When, when Jesus came to him and cast out that legion, right? What did the legion do when they went to the pigs? What did the pigs do? They ran and went off the cliff, correct? They didn't, they didn't camp out. They didn't hang around. Matter of fact, when Jesus came to the town, the lunatic man, the man that was demon-possessed, came to Jesus, and the legion said, what do you want with me? I know who you are. What do you want with me? They, hey, he don't want no part of Jesus. The devil doesn't want any part. He's already been beat. He knows he's been beat. He doesn't want any part of that. Resist him. You know why? If you resist him, why is he going to flee from you? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the devil don't like to hear this, but the devil's not going to waste a lot of time with somebody who's got a lot of power. If you're rooted in faith and you're standing on the word of God and you're rebuking in the name of Jesus, the devil can't contend with that. Why is he going to waste his time with you that are putting up a fight when he can go to somebody else who's not? He's, that's right. He's going to go to somebody else who's not. All you people out there watching. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you people that, that, that say that I'm a Christian that don't ever come to church. I'm a Christian, but I've never read the, uh, the Bible. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I accepted him when I was three. But um, since then, I, I've never done anything. I don't even know what it says. I know John 3.16 because I learned it one day in, in Sunday school when I was 12. But I don't know anything else in the Bible. You're weak. You're spiritually weak. You're not even on milk. You're spiritually weak. So, yeah, the devil's coming. Yes, he's going to steal, kill, and destroy because you've left your door wide open. You're not who you say you are. should be a no trespassing sign in front of your body, in front of your house, in front of your life, in front of your soul, in front of your spirit that says no trespassing. That's right. That's right. Rooted, rooted in the word of God. Just like the officer said in Oklahoma, when they told me, you have to close your door and you have to lock everything up and post a sign, no trespassing, Richie. You got to do that. And as silly as it may sound, this ain't no joke. This is not a joke. You want the devil and his demons to quit coming around? You close and lock your door. Post a sign, do not enter, no trespassing. By order of God Almighty, signed by the blood of Jesus, and secured by the Holy Spirit which dwells in you. James chapter 4 goes on to say in the next verse, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He goes, I meant, meant to say, goes on, it says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Now look, we're not drawing, he's not drawing close to people that aren't trying to draw close to him. That's right. He's not going to force you. He want, Just like he wants you to willingly give your life to him, he wants you to willingly give your life to him. Submit to his authority. Make him the king of your life, the Lord of your soul. Let us not be double-minded. We've already admitted that we're sinners. We've already called on the name of the Lord. Christ, save us. 
I mean, even though we come short and we fall short daily, I do. We need to continue to draw nigh to God. Let us submit ourselves fully to God and to his authority over our lives. Let us resist the devil so that he will flee from us and live according to the word of God for his glory, not yours, but for his glory, his honor, and his praise. That is my message tonight. No trespassing, devil. You can't come in here. My door is closed. It is locked. And I'm submitting myself to the authority of Christ, to the authority of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and I refuse to back down. If you resist the devil, the Lord says he will flee from you. You want the devil to quit messing with you? You want your life to quit being a big pile of mess? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I promise. Why do I promise? Because God promised and he cannot lie. All right. That is our word for this evening. I appreciate everybody coming out. Um, Brother Travis, Dr. Travis, sorry, I got it. You're elevated. Can you dismiss us, please? For another opportunity you've given us to just be in your house and hear your word, we thank you for the message that you gave Brother Richie tonight. And Lord, I just pray that it pricks each and every heart that hears it, Lord. I just pray that you would be with each one of us as we leave here tonight. Lord, be with us the rest of this week. Lord, help us to spiritually uh, lock our doors and our windows lord and lord the only way we can effectively do that is by knowing your word and and listening to your word lord and just pray that we would just be in your word every day and just give you the time um, that you deserve from us lord and we pray that you would uh, just continue to bless this church continue to help us to lord just be a light for you and just love you and thank you for all you do in your name